Hey everybody, this is Dan Trottencheck. I wanted to welcome you back to the Taking Care of Business podcast. Uh, I hope everybody has got 2021 well underway in your areas and, and business and, and everything else is going well for you. Um, you know, uh, we, we uh, are starting off a new year here and um, it's probably not starting out exactly how we had all hoped, but, but uh, you know, the... the uh, COVID is still, you know, an issue throughout the country. Um, on the uh, national stage, there's a few issues that are uh, still kind of front and center that we're wrestling with as, as a country. But the one consistent that we have had as an industry for the past uh, coming up on, on a year now, so 10 or 11 months, is that business is strong and that people are investing in their homes. And, um, and that is certainly one trend that I know everybody wants to see continue from 2020 into 21. And a, a funny note about that is, you know, I, I talked to a lot of retailers and groups and distributors and, and throughout 2020, we heard from a lot of people, oh, you know, we're having a good year, but we're cautious about the third quarter. Oh, we're cautious about the fourth quarter. And, you know, at the end of last year, we talked to a lot of people who said, yeah, I, I'm going to budget down from actual 2020 into 2021. And, and, you know, I don't think we're going to continue. Well, now the more I talk to people, they're more thinking that this wave could keep on rolling in 2021. So I'm going to knock on some wood here on my desk and uh, uh, hope that uh, that is the case for everyone. Well, uh, you know, the other thing that hasn't changed from 2020 is that despite all of the outside issues and distractions that we all face, business still rolls on. And one thing that's interesting to think about is in this industry, retailers, distributors, manufacturers, you know, there's a lot of them that look at everything that's going on right now, and certainly it's unique to these times, but they look at it and they say, hey, this isn't our first rodeo with this kind of stuff. And today we're going to be talking with uh, with a good friend of uh, NHPA and the program, Jonathan Mize, CEO and president with Blish Mize, and they are celebrating uh, their 150th anniversary this year. So you want to talk about a company in this industry that has seen it all, um, you know, uh, toss in a couple of world wars, a couple of stock market crashes, a pandemic or two. And, and you know, these kind of companies with this longevity just find ways to persevere and make themselves relevant and continue to serve their customers no matter what the outside world is throwing at them. So uh, we're going to talk to Jonathan today, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about the anniversary, talk to us a little bit about some other stuff going on at Blish Mize. And uh, we're anxious to get to that conversation. But before we dive in with Jonathan, we're going to take just a second for a word from one of our sponsors. Before we move on, I wanted to recognize one of our sponsors, Schultz Products. When you grow a garden with Schultz products, you reap a bountiful crop of benefits for your business. With their wide array of specially engineered plant foods, they're confident that finding the right one for your customers will be a quick and easy process. They have researched and tested formulations for specific plants and flowers, and that creates the perfect combination of nutrients for guaranteed success for your customers and your business. Schultz plant foods are available through hardware co-ops and lawn and garden distributors nationwide. For more information, you can go to knoxfert.com backslash Schultz. That's K-N-O-X-F-E-R-T.com backslash S-C-H-U-L-T-Z.
Hey, Jonathan, uh, one, uh, happy new year, happy anniversary, and welcome to the program. Well, hey, Dan, happy new year, and uh, thank you for the anniversary wishes. Um, you know, as always, as I kicked it off, you know, this is my second time on Encore Presentation, second uh, second time Lister, long time caller again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And congratulations to you all at the, the now name change of the National Hardware Paint Association from the NRHA. And your organization does a great job. I think it's a good strategic move to uh, to combine the, the the paint sundry sides, which we're, our company is very dominant in, and yeah. uh, to help the retailers out there. So I think you guys are good uh, in a good uh, move there, and uh, Happy New Year. Glad to be on your program. Well, thank you. You know, it's interesting as you and I talked about doing this uh, uh, podcast, one of the things we said is, you know, last time we talked, it was like we were operating in a different world than we are today. But, um, you know, as I kind of said in our intro is you guys are celebrating a big milestone anniversary this year. And it's always intriguing to me. I mean, everybody kind of looks at what's going on through their own narrow perspective. And but you guys at Blish Mize, um, you know, major anniversary, your company and your family has has seen so many changes and so many things evolve in the industry and really in the world. When you think about what did exist and what didn't exist, uh, you know, when Blish Mize started to celebrating their 150th, why don't you just tell us a little bit about the anniversary milestone and kind of what that means for the company and what, what you guys are doing to kind of recognize that? Well, we're very proud to be around 150 years ago, or uh, 50 years now. I don't think our uh, ancestors or our founders, Mr. Blish, Mr. Mize, Mr. Silliman, uh, uh, you know, it, it was founded by Jack Silliman, worked for Marshall's Fields back in the day in Chicago, came to Atchison, saw a guy outfitting wagon trains heading west for the <laughs> land rush days to the Oregon Trail, which is not too far from us, uh, out in Oklahoma, the land rush, all that stuff. And so they, they, were, and they were all brother-in-laws. And wired uh, my great great grandfather, who was a banker up in Illinois, and Mr. Blish was a farmer. Again, they were all brother-in-laws, and said, "Come to Atchison and buy this guy out who was outfitting wagon trains." And they did, and and you know, 150 years later, we're here. And it's you know, despite everything from the time I've seen some old pictures and histories of how we started and how we delivered product out on wagons, how we delivered product on trains how we delivered product, how we received product on trains and wagons and, and all that, uh, and, and how our customers evolved. It's it's just amazing history. And I don't think they would ever, our three founders would ever imagine that we'd be around as long as we've had. And even when I've been around for 30 years, right now, 30 plus years, some of the bigger companies, distributors are gone and uh, we're still here. And I think it just gets back to probably who we are and our customers. So, you know, yeah, I, I always find it interesting that the hardware home improvement industry, uh, you know, hardware side, paint side, everywhere, there are so many custom, uh, companies that have this long, rich history and um, that go back. I mean, you know, on the retail side, you guys probably count, have some customers that, that, that uh, have been around darn near as long as you guys have. And and I, I, I'm always, that's kind of always a source of pride, you, you know, thinking that uh, that this industry has some of the longer uh, existing companies around. But, but you know, I, I know when you and I have talked about this before, too, that you you certainly want to celebrate the past, but you also, you guys at Blish Minds also understand that you, you got the future to worry about and you can't just say, you know, well, we've always been here, so we're always going to be here. So you guys have really tried to evolve and manage to stay vibrant throughout this. How do you do that? How do you, how do you recognize the history, but also make sure that you're living in the present and looking in the future? Well, that's a good question. I mean, you know, just through the years of, you know, we've just always been 
evolving, trying to find ways to to help our customers to be more efficient. I think when I came on board here, I mean, it was a little bit before my time, but we got in a computer system that was big. We expanded my dad's time, expanded onto our distribution center or moved out of multi-floor buildings into one level distribution centers. We're up to 450,000 square feet of space here in Atchison and, uh, you know, trying to improve uh, processes and and, and get, getting customers more efficient and even our facilities more efficient. So, yeah, you know, there, there all those going on, even in technology back in, I say 2000, which seems like, you know, 20 years ago, 21 years ago. I mean, we got into e-commerce fulfillment and doing all that because that's another growing area. And, and you know, we just have to continue to evolve. And we're, and we're doing that now in our distribution center. Once again, uh, just becoming more efficient, uh, a whole new conveyor system throughout our distribution center. Um, I'll call them, uh, they're more like conveyors or more of a pick to belt process, um, uh, more of a, a carousel, if you will, of certain areas to move product through. Kind of what you see in the, in the I'll say the big guys, you know, the, the Amazons yeah. of the world. And it's going to put us right there. And, and you have to because you have to do it with the challenge of all right. of us. I don't care if it's in retail or wholesale or manufacturing people and, and you know, just finding people that want to work. And, and finding good people to work. And so we have to do it more automation. And so that's what we've done here. And so, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna celebrate big here and, and the best we can is big means putting up a big banner in front of our building. And uh, we, we do have some, we do have some, uh, I'll say uh, logo product that we'll be selling to our customers, you know, key items, Von Hammer stepped up and put our uh, our, our logo on our, on our uh, handles. We have, uh, we're gonna have some tape measures. We're gonna have other product, uh, uh, other you know paint kits and such like that, but you know it, it and, and and we're going to be doing that at a market which we can talk about here in a second. But you know it's really just we wouldn't be here at all with if it wasn't for our our customers. And like you said, some have been here on the books with us for a hundred plus years, and uh, which is amazing. Maybe not on the same family management like ours, but still been involved. And then our employees. I mean, we wouldn't have been anywhere without our employees, of course. And it's just been a great. You know, you look back and go, wow, 150 years, who would have thought? And uh, we're, we're not going anywhere. We're strong. I mean, you know, uh, we want to be here for many more years to come. What do you think? Um, what do you think? I, I don't know that there's one thing, but what would you say is kind of one of the keys or one of the secrets to having a family business that's last? I mean, your, your name is still, you know, the company name. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, we killed all the Mises or the, uh, the Blishes and the Silliman's. They're gone. So it's just, you know, it's just the Mises that stuck around. So, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's been bigger companies with uh, that in our area that comes to mind years ago. People don't even probably remember this on the podcast here. A company named Wyeth out of St. Joe, Missouri, were huge. Uh, Townley out of Kansas City, another big company. Belknap out of Kentucky were huge. And, and they had good sure. family business, family ownership there. I, I don't know if it was the type of business they had or what they were. You know, we're in a lot of rural areas, which we all serve as rural areas, but that's what keeps us going. Um, and that's, you know, certainly I think that's changed a lot now in the last year of having more people sure. wanting to move out of the metro areas and to kind of get to smaller towns, not you know, people can work remotely anywhere anymore in a way, not in a hardware store, of course. But, you know, it's uh, being involved. Um, and, and I think from all of us, from, from going back to my uh, 
the, the founding fathers, they were involved from the beginning. I mean, I, they were in the stores. Uh, my great-grandfather was in the stores running orders. So it was my grandfather, my dad, myself. I mean, I know a lot of our customers. Uh, I've been in their stores. They know me. They can call us. So I think it was, I, I'd like to say involvement. We kick tear the, we take really do take care of the customer. Um, you know, there's other good companies out there that can provide service and distribution, but, uh, you know, we're just as equal and try to, and people see some value that we'll, what we provide. And, and again, that list of independent, family-owned, or small business, it's very small. It's a small group. Right. So, yeah. Um, you you, you kind of touched on this, and so much in our world has changed in the last nine or ten months. And, and and like I said, you know, last time you were on the podcast uh, was a different world. Why don't you catch us up a little bit on how Blish Mize has fared during, you know, kind of the COVID? Um, you know, usually you and I see each other face-to-face at least a couple of times a year. And we haven't seen, I haven't seen you. Um, and, uh, you, you know, just catch us up a little bit on kind of what's going on with Blish Mize and, and maybe what some of the changes you guys have seen in the last month, nine months have looked like. Well, it's, it was crazy. I don't remember when we talked right in the beginning, I think more or less, and we were talking about the changes, yeah. what was going on. And we were all concerned at the time of, you know, um, customers, would they be able to, uh, you know, pay us, you know, I mean, that's always a key thing. We all got to make a profit and be have to be around. Uh, we didn't know what their business was going to be like. Were they going to be open or not? And, and really through associations like yours and others that made all of us essential to kind of help us get go, keep continue to be what we're doing. Um, you know, so that, that was that was key. And everybody staying home for, uh, you know, at times it had to be sequestered at home. You know, the, the the business went nuts. E-commerce, regular store business went nuts, even though some stores might have to be provide curb delivery only or de- uh, curb service. Um, you know, our biggest challenge in anybody in the industry and, and as any consumer as we've seen going down the, you know, the aisle where the toilet paper and tissue paper is or whatever, or yeah. taper, you know, is, is inventory. I mean, we, we, we had so much, uh, you know, record great sales year. We were up about 10 percent amazing for for our industry for what we do and uh but you know the the challenges of fill rate out the door orders we were filling in the low 90s which is terrible for us and but compared to what i heard out there in, in other areas that we were maybe doing better than some others and so that was that was good um but then the product from the vendors and manufacturers due to all their challenges uh you know being shut down because of the virus um, you know, demands, over demand, weather issues, whatever. Uh, we had so much on order and still do and so many back orders from vendors. And, and we understand that, but our customers, they hang, they understood and we all had to be what we can. And we had to find other ways to buy from other vendors if we had to. Some vendors went out of, out of business, which was just amazing. We talked about one earlier, a, a, a vendor of uh, yeah. wet and dry vacs. I mean, who would have thought that vendor would have been gone? And, uh, you know, they weren't, Big numbers with us, but you know they've been around in our industry since the beginning of uh, you know pretty much the vacuums were around. So you know just trying to figure out you know how we can find and we have to find other net, uh, opportunities there to take care of those that category for our, our customers. And uh, but you know we persevered and and uh, you know it's just uh, what we had to do to kind of focus on 2021 is uh, you know kind of look at back in 2019 and kind of say all right where did we go sales wise or where was it for budgeting purposes but hey I I don't know it's it, it could be pretty it's started off pretty strong right now for us again 
you, you know, one of the things when people have been asking me about, you know, what do you what do you take away from 2020 and 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 call it whatever you will. It's not necessarily all of 2020, but obviously the the eight, last eight nine months 2020 is is for me. I guess the way I would characterize it is it it, it was kind of an accelerator. And and what I mean is that. A lot of things that happened in 2020, brought about, of course, by the pandemic and changes in everybody's lifestyles and so on, was really an acceleration of a lot of where we were headed anyway. I mean, our, our, you know, the, the fact that more consumers started using online, you know, we're headed in that direction. Um, you know, the, the fact that more consumers started recognizing the importance of small and local business to, to their communities and really getting a stark look at what your community would look like with the very real possibility of seeing those small businesses gone. Uh, it, what do you think you guys, you know, if there's like a takeaway for Blish Mize, what do you think it was from what, what, what did you learn uh, from this experience? I think we, you know, we were in the right place to, to have some things. So, you know, we had to turn on a week's notice in March in our spring show last year and take it virtual, which everybody went with. And, uh, you know, again, you miss the interaction, you miss the people, you miss the additional sales, the dropship sales that we could have done. We did that. We had more time in the fall and did good there. So more customers than, than previously got on our website more, did business that way, continued to do business that way. We have a mobile a mobile app that people got more used to, how to use, how to order, how to check things. Um, yeah. You know, all that all that information was big. So, yeah, I, I th and, and other tools that we could provide, even for our salespeople, we had to get them off the road for a period of time, you know, had more, you know, uh, virtual meetings and, and trying to find ways to do it. So everybody had to leap in, uh, you know, before really testing the water and say, here we go, and, and, and we're, we're here to do it. So, but, you know, that's one thing that we're, I, I'm going to say, and I mean, one of the questions we were talking about was, you know, are we a leader or not? I don't know if we're a leader, but, you know, being our 150th anniversary come this year um, and, and, and getting feedback from our customers while our virtual markets were okay. And I don't care. I don't, you know, I'm not throwing no stones at any, any, any other competitor of ours, but everybody says they want to go virtual. And I understand why there are a lot bigger shows than ours. Uh, we're, we're going to have uh, in-person markets again. We're going to have it uh, in the spring here in March at, at the Overland Park Convention Center in Overland Park, Kansas. And, and our customers, majority of our customers want to have an in-person show. Same with our vendors. We understand that some won't want to travel, customers and vendors, and, and we get that. And, and, but we can do it safely. And our, our convention yeah. center where we're at, they have been certified uh, in the bio-risk uh, certification for that. We're going to spread out even more to have... 20 foot aisles and expanded expanded booths, so we can be uh, we take up the whole we in, we encompass the entire whole convention center, which is over 92,000 square feet. So we're going to be downstairs for meals, box meals. It's a different world. I mean, we're not going to be able to sit around and you know cheers glasses and do all the fun stuff afterwards. But it's kind of like you know people want to get back to some normalcy the best they can. But also at the same time, for those that don't want to, um, we can take it online just like we have. And, and make it easier for them to pre-buy, still not maybe not get the best deals by, and not being there because we want to show we're going to have over, you know, we usually have like a top so many items. We're going to have a top 150 items this year and, and try to okay. be a leader. So, um, you know, I get it from everybody else to be safe and a lot of international and world uh, big shows have to do this. We're more regional. Right. Um, you know, our top 350 accounts are usually there and our vendors and we get good support. So, we look forward to it to be a good show. We just started registration last week, and 
should be, uh, you know, they're looking good. But, you know, um, things can change. And hopefully, uh, due to occupancy or whatever, we should be okay. And uh, yeah. but, so we're, we're looking for that. So that's a long-winded answer, but that's kind of a lot of stuff that we've been preparing for and kind of planning for uh, this year and, and, and going forward. Well, you know, I guarantee you a lot of eyes are going to be on Blish Mines. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't want to be a super spreader. I don't want to be that. And and I don't want to say, oh, I got sick of the Blish Mines show. That's not what we're trying to do. And I just, I think we can all, we're all wearing the mask. We're all doing the social distancing, yeah. everything that we can. And and the vendors want to be there and they really do. And they, they miss that, hey, stop by my booth, do this and all that. So, you know, it's one of those things. And I also mean from a sense of, I, I guarantee you, distributors, manufacturers, retailers are all looking at when are we going to get back to normal? And I, I'd agree with you. I mean, I've talked to, I talked to a, a lot of retailers and everybody says, listen, the, we, we, the, the virtual shows are good. We get stuff done with the virtual shows, but, but I do miss that face-to-face, that handshake. And so, you know, somebody's got to be the first one to take that step and, and you guys are doing it. And, and again, you're in a, as you said, you're in a little bit different position, uh, you, you know, a little bit more of a regional kind of audience coming into the show that you can control a little bit more, but, but I know that you guys are taking the precautions, you know, and, and you guys aren't just saying, Hey, we're just going to get back together and, and wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, we're going to be drinking out of punch bowls. Yeah, right. <laughs> And we're going to do virtual oh, that, virtual fist bumps. We're not handshaking, so it's a virtual fist bumps. Or the wave that everybody's kind of getting. I'm kind of getting used to that now. So, uh, yeah. But you know, I you know, it's it's going to be different. But you know, we'll see. And it's going to be over the March 18th, 19th, and 20th, and um, it should be a good event. And and uh, you know, it's uh, ho- hopefully you know it's going to be a while before we all get back to normal. We all got to try to live our lives and, and the best we can and safely as we yeah. can. And I'm hoping. You know, by the end of this year, things will be somewhat back to normal for all of us, or at least by the first part of next year. And and uh, but we're here to to uh, you know do what our customers want us to do, and but do it right. And I think we can. What what are you hearing from your customers? How I, I mean, I, I, we're hearing we're hearing all over retail, as I said to start the program, is that business is strong. What are they say? What are they ask? Are they asking for different things from you guys? Are are they thinking more about ecom these days? What, 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 are, what are you hearing from them? Well, yeah, I mean, they, they were busy. I mean, again, just the demand on their end, uh, you know, a lot of rural areas, they have a lot of different uh, ways of thinking in a lot of rural areas. Maybe wear a mask, don't wear a mask, you know, but we're, we're always going in with one and trying to be safe and all that. But, yeah, I mean, they're not really on the product side because they all know the challenges there. I mean, certainly they want to get any more PPP, uh, PPE uh, protection uh, masks or whatever else, and we've kind of – done the best we can get on those for any kind of safety items for for them that would be one but yeah on the on the e-commerce side you know uh we're, we're once again back into it again we were in it probably too early years ago of having like an online presence for a, a retailer and i a lot of our good competitors already have those tools like that we're back in it again uh for our for our, a lot of our point of sale services that we offer they can create websites through the our, our inventory feeds and other things like that for our retailers so yeah some are wanting to do that um, and and we're able to do that we can we can we can ship blind ship as we call it still list their name and we're shipping it to uh, Joe consumer wherever in the US um, we can ship to store so we'll be having those tools there so yeah I think they're wanting that I think at the same time I mean 
we, we don't we can't we can't promise the world to our customers. I don't care who can't. No one's going to be the 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 big uh, the big Amazon out there. And I hate using that word in a way because they're they're big. They've done it right. They've gone everything. But our customers, if if we could find a way, if I can ever invent that. Uh, teleporter from Star Trek where it goes from point A to point B man we're in but but it, it's you can't get it next day you can't get it in an hour for people from people like us now in Amazon you can't because they're all over the all over the world all over the country but I think you know we turn around pretty well to our customers on orders and so do our competitors and and so I think they understand that so you know that's that's what it would be I think you're just trying to continue to help them and the digital tools that we can provide on advertising and other things like that to make their lives easier is is uh, is kind of what they're wanting from us. Well, and I think a lesson that that, that retailers have learned, and I'm sure you, I mean you 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 mentioned it when you were talking about uh, you guys market last March was this agility the the ability to say okay we got something in front of us we got to we got to figure out how to how to turn on a dime and and make changes to our business. One of the things that blew me away was how quickly retailers in our industry were able to set up things like uh, curbside pickup and things like that. I mean, they just responded, figured out a solution, were able to do it, um, and and the agility, but also the resilience. Um, you know, it's been a it's been a strong year for everybody. But with that strong year, and I'm, I'm not don't have to tell you this, but I mean, are the challenges that come with it? I mean, you guys are running a company and you have employees and employees have families and people get sick and all that kind of stuff. So so on top of filling orders and running markets, you guys have got to deal with how do you keep your employees safe and, yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. That was the biggest challenge for all of us I, in any industry of understanding the rules that, or the, I say the rules or the laws or the new acts that were in place with the from yeah. the government of the, the family FFCRA act or whatever, and how we can work with people and understanding things that and if people are going to get ill and, and uh, you know, getting back to work safely and how we can come to work. You know, really, we haven't, you know, we, we had a few other than our salespeople. We, we've been here um, while some are working from home and that's fine. We can, we're able to self-distance here in our offices and distribution centers a little bit more difficult. Uh, but, you know, we, we, we have enough, uh, processes and, and and safety measures in place to take care of all that. But yeah, I mean, in a rural area and in the Midwest, I like to say the Midwest is one of the best places and it's a big broad stroke of Midwest, but you know, our customers and, and businesses are resilient, certainly feel sorry for the, the, the restaurant industry, but the hardware store, the home center, the lumberyard paint store, um, they find a way to get it done. I mean, they've been through it. They're, they've seen it all, and just like us, grasshopper plagues, you name it. We've been, we've been there. They have been too. I mean, they wouldn't be around. The towns wouldn't be around if they if they didn't see it. So we're glad to be, uh, you know, just a small part of that, and and to be here and continue to be a service and try to take care of what we can. Stepping into a new management role can bring on new responsibilities and challenges, and believe me, it is tough to learn the ropes sometimes when you're a new manager. NHPA's Foundations of Leadership program, sponsored by Steele, offers several online classes to help new managers understand their leadership styles and strengths and to better communicate and guide their teams. The first course, Introduction to Leadership, starts in February, so save your spot today. We're also offering a couple of special discounts right now, so if you register for both the Introduction 
Production to Leadership course and Leading Your Team course, you can save $99 by registering for both at once. If you register for all three courses, which includes Intro to Leadership, Leading Your Team, and Financial Management, you can save $149, and who doesn't want to do that? So to learn more about this or to register for the Foundations of Leadership courses, head to yournhpa.org backslash F-O-L to learn more. Just to reiterate to everybody, just to, to, to state it again, you guys market is coming up here uh, in in just uh, just under a couple months here. And so uh, the dates again are March. March 18th, 19th and 20th. Yep. Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Yep. And you guys are going live. Now, one of the things is you and I were talking about this podcast too, Jonathan, you, 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 we were talking about what, what we wanted to talk about. I said, no, we'll focus on easy stuff like uh, politics, guns, and religion. Great. Okay. Uh, but, hold on. I got a whole nother book there. Hold on. Let me pull it out. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm not going to go down that road, but the one road I will go down because it's, because it is um, pertinent always when, whenever I come to you guys markets in March, it's always NCAA tournament time. Yeah. Right. And so we're going to talk about college basketball for a second. And, and this year's a little bit different. Uh, the entire tournament is going to be in the state of Indiana and most of it here in our NHPA hometown of Indianapolis. So you won't um, be coming to see us then. You'll probably be at the games then, right? <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll come in and see you guys, but, uh, but it's going to be kind of weird. Yeah, well, I've been, I'm a, I'm a basketball fan and, and season ticket holder for the Kansas Jayhawks, and I've been going to the games here right now, and it's yeah. 16,300 is what Allen Fieldhouse uh, seats. It's only been 2,500, and uh, you're wearing a mask, you're narrowing it down on our, our, our tickets availability and the spacing. It's just odd. I mean, you can hear they're piping in band music. Uh, you know, you can hear the players talk down on the court. It's just a different feel, uh, and, and it's – but, you know – that's what the new normal is going to be for a little bit until people, everybody gets vaccinated and all that. And, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to be showing the basketball. That's always the the, the time to do yeah. it and, and to have a show and, and uh, do what we can. And, but yeah, it's, it's so different. Chances this year. Uh, well, we're struggling right now I and mean, we're still pretty, we're like six or eight or whatever, but I think we'll continue to, it's, it's a tough conference. Big 12 is always tough. Um, you know, yeah. we're just glad to, you know, glist, you know, glad to see a good team. Cause we don't have, I, if any KU basketball or fans out there in podcast land, our football team stinks. So they know that we only have basketball to go with. And so if we don't have that, so it, it kind of makes you feel a little bit normal. Thank God sports came back to kind of keep us yeah. all uh, normal. You got, a, you got a pretty good Oh, yeah, Chiefs, baby. Team. That's all I saw. I saw a little picture here that showed, like, the world, world on fire and then had a guy yelling, uh, Will Ferrell, saying, go Chiefs. And I'm like going, yeah, that's <laughs> – that's the way this world is here because we got a big uh, uh, the Cleveland Browns. I think we're playing this weekend here in Kansas City. So, can we make it a repeat? Just like I'm on your podcast, that'd be awesome. I don't know, man. We'll, well see. Yeah, well, there you go. We'll see because by the time the podcast comes out, all those games will be past us. That's so right. we don't well, know. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to give any prediction because I don't want to be put on tape saying, "Oh boy, here's what he said." I'm going to hold. It. I got too long of a blackmail file anyway. But it's always you heard uh, it here. Jonathan Mize, guaranteed a Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl yeah, no, win. Nope, nope. 
Nope. I'll, I'll guarantee like that if you guarantee changing your name again at uh, the NHPA, okay? <laughs> well, you never say never. Lots of changes these days. Hey, Jonathan, it's always fun talking to you, man. Uh, look forward to seeing you face-to-face here in another uh, another couple months. And uh, um, always happy uh, to see a company in this industry uh, reach a milestone like you guys have reached. It's 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 not only uh, an honor for the industry, but what a great testament to your family uh, to to manage through all the challenges that have been thrown at it, and and to still have a company that is out there swinging and 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 rolling with the punches, and and really remaining vibrant and and remaining a, a, a strong player in the industry today. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Big congratulations. Well, good. Thank you again. And everything you guys do in the association there that helps out our retailers, our customers is a big part of that. So again, thank you all. Thanks for having me on uh, for my encore presentation. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thanks very much, Jonathan. Glad to have you. you on again. Thanks. The nomination period for the 2021 Young Retail of the Year Awards program is now open. The North American Hardware and Paint Association has recognized young leaders under the age of 35 who represent the future of independent hardware and paint retailing for the past 25 years. So if you know someone who might be a good candidate for this award, you're going to want to make sure you visit yournhpa.org backslash Y-R-O-T-Y to learn more. The deadline to apply is February 28th, so do not sit on that. I'd also like to give a shout out to the program sponsors, Aerofastener, Epicor, Fluidmaster, IPG, MyTech, Midwest Fastener, and Pony Jorgensen. Thanks guys for supporting this and make sure you get those applications in by the deadline.